Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the start of something new, a DCOM podcast. I'm your host, Jake, and with me, as always, is my co-host, who's never wished away a sibling of hers because she doesn't have any. Kate. <laughs> Actually, neither of us have any, so it'll be very interesting discussing this movie. Only child squad. We both had exchange students, though. Yes, we so did. We did have a little experience, but yeah, not, not the full thing, by full any means. Thing. But yeah, we'll get into it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so this is the podcast in which we review every single Disney Channel original movie in chronological order, all the way from Under Wraps to The Naughty Nine. And this is season two, episode 18, in which we'll be discussing the 42nd Disney Channel original movie, You Wish. But before we do that, Kate, how have you been since our last recording? I've been pretty well. Um, been having some fun times. Uh, this morning, I went to go get a vaccine for yellow fever. Oh, fun. <laughs> uh, which, for y'all who don't know, it that is a tropical disease spread by mosquitoes. Because a week from today, I'm going to Ecuador, or I'm planning to go to Ecuador as Ooh. of right now. So I'm super excited for that. I'm seeing a friend that I uh, I met when I was studying abroad in the United Kingdom. She is from Ecuador, but for whatever reason, did her college education in the UK. And so I'm going to see her for a couple weeks. So that's really exciting. And then this weekend, uh, starting tomorrow afternoon, I'm going uh, to Milwaukee with another good friend, Hannah, you know Hannah. Yes, yes. Uh, to celebrate her 25th birthday, Ooh. which is crazy because I'm like, how are we to the age <laughs> where like my, like all my best friends rage at age from like 24 to 26. And I'm like, how, how, how I just feel very old <laughs> anyway. Yes. How are you, Jake? Yes. You're, it's our, our weekly crisis, uh, personal crisis about the passage of time. Yes. Seriously. I just, my mind is blown. I was like, oh my gosh, 25 and I'm turning 25. And now you, I mean, your 24th wasn't that long ago, but still your next birthday is 25 too. Right. And it's like, what's I, happening? I, I'm so confused. 20, because, oh, sorry. Go on. I was like 25 and here we are talking about Disney Channel original movies. Literally. Let's go. <laughs> We love to see it. That's okay. Um, yeah, so we've held on to our inner child a little bit. But um, but yeah, I'm just literally my mind is blown because I still mentally feel 16 very often. So mm -hmm. I'm like, how do I have adult responsibilities? Right. I don't really know. But how about you, Jake? How have you been? I've been good. You know, also just hanging out and doing stuff. <laughs> um, I was going to say off of that, yeah, how are we like adults? It's like... When we are last two trips to uh, Orlando, it's like, you mean we can just go off on our own? Literally! <laughs> literally! <laughs> like, wait, we, 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 we're, we can just, like, leave? Like, we don't need supervision? What? Like, we are the adult supervision? Oh, I hate Which, that. But at the same time, it's, like, kind of fun. Because yes. we just got to do what we wanted to do, and we didn't... That was, like, the one thing about, like, school trips to places, is, like, yeah. you had to stay with the group, and you couldn't go off. Yes. But now that we're... That was annoying. But now that we're childless 20 somethings at a theme park we can just go do whatever we want this makes me realize like this is honestly just my personal view like obviously whatever anyone wants to do i to i have so much respect for like i have so much respect for moms my age but that said it makes me realize like how much i'm, I'm a person who does eventually want kids but how much i don't want kids right now 
mm-hmm. because I love the responsibility or the lack of responsibility of just just taking care of me and going to theme parks. Well, it's like in the fact of matter, it's like you still feel like you're a child. Literally. Like if I still feel like I'm a child, how am I supposed to how take care of How am I supposed of- to take care of one? Right. Legit. Like I gotta take care of myself first. <laughs> I have honestly no idea how people do it. I have so much respect, like so much respect for moms my age and um, but when I see people having kids, even though it's a totally normal age to have kids, I'm just like, wow. Like, I, I, I commend you because I just... Not about that. No, I just... <laughs> not about that yet. Not about that yet. Like, I, again, I do want kids eventually, but I definitely do not feel even remotely ready right now. Um, I still feel like I need supervision in everything I do, and it's weird to me that I don't have it. But anyway. Anyway, yeah, that's the that's crazy. Life. But um, yeah, so you know, I've just been doing my thing um not much new to report but um on that note we do have a little bit of news to talk Ooh, about all right um just a little bit so basically so as we all know zombies 2 i think comes out next week actually not zombies 2 zombies 3 I think it? zombies 3 i think comes out next week friday actually on disney plus because you know the decom is done basically <laughs> we're just kind of waiting to hear on those last other few ones they've announced i'm like are you just gonna go straight to disney plus 2 then or or what we doing like uh, we'll see but yeah so zombies 3 comes out next week i think and they released the first official song from the movie Ooh. which i believe is the opening it's called alien invasion obviously right because okay that's the big makes sense that's the big thing so that's officially out you can go listen to it it's actually i think officially a snippet from the movie like the number from the movie so that's fun you get a little, a little sneak peek before you see the whole thing that's super fun um also just because um I think it is officially coming out tonight at midnight, but um, we'll talk about this too real quick. Um, I think someone on Twitter found um, the first song they're going to release for High School Musical, the musical series season three. Um, and it's a very interesting choice for a first one because it's um, it's on from Camp Rock 2. I love Camp Rock 2. But as we talked about before the podcast, I don't know if I want that in High School Musical, the musical, the series. Because <laughs> um, like you were saying, it's like that's very really close to our childhood for real now. Yeah. Because like... Well, it's a little too close. Like I don't want them to... I don't I don't think they'd mess it up. I love High School Musical, the musical, the series. But I just kind of like want to keep the original pure. I don't know if that makes sense. And also just because like it's Camp Rock. So we weren't... I mean, obviously we know the season's going to be set at summer camp. So obviously it makes sense for them to throw in some Camp Rock. Yes. But at the same time, it's like... It just feels weird. Like, I shouldn't say... I think they'll do a fantastic job with it. Like, again, I love High School Musical, the musical, the series. That said, I'm just... I just am protective of Camp Rock. Like, I'm really unhealthily protective of Camp Rock because I know whatever they do will not diminish from the original. That's all I'm saying. I just... Like, Camp Rock was my childhood. Like, before I knew... Years before I knew you, I had a Camp Rock party for the premiere of Camp Rock in the fifth grade. And I made one of my really good friends through that party. Um, He sat next to me on the bus and I invited him to the premiere party and he became one of my really good friends. Um, So it's, and then Camp Rock 2 came out when I was in, what were we, the middle of middle school? I think right yeah, before so. seventh grade, I want to say. Something like that. I don't um, know the exact eight, uh, year gap. And that was my second concert that I ever attended. So it's just like, I feel like this connection to the Camp Rock <laughs> franchise. And anyway. So I was going to be like, so the Camp Rock episode is going to be like your magnum opus. Yes. You're going to come in with a whole paper tapped up. Like I literally could. I... <sighs> I write papers 
pretty much for a living. I uh, I could write out like a twenty page exposition on Camp Rock. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's uh, I think officially coming out at midnight. The day we're recording, it'll obviously be officially out when this goes up. But so that's happening. Um, my thought is just. I'm a little concerned about how much they're packing into the season music-wise because we know they're going to keep doing some high school musical songs. Um, they're going to use the Camp Rock. Um, they're going to do Frozen because that's the in-show show that they're doing for the season. Right. And then there's going to be still be original songs. So I'm just a little concerned how like they're going to handle balancing all that because it's four separate like song things you have to balance out throughout, like I think, 10 episodes. I think yeah. we're getting 10, but still. I'm just like, you know. I mean, I'm sure they'll do a good job. It's just I'm a little, I'm a little concerned because it seems like a lot to just cram into one season. I definitely agree with you. Also, ima- like imagine being a theater kid in the High School Musical, the musical um, universe, and having all of your all of your shows be not only musicals but Disney musicals. That's right, because the first season, of course, was High School Musical, the musical. <laughs> yeah. The second season they did Beauty and the Beast. Now they're doing Frozen. It's really interesting because we never even did a Disney musical in high school. No, we didn't. I think I think people kept saying we were going to, and then we never did. Right, because because like the really literally like the generation before us did Beauty and the Beast. Yes, that was two years before we entered high school, so that would have been when we were in seventh seventh grade, I think. They did yeah. Movies. So that's probably why they they waited. They probably wait. They said we'll skip this one. Yeah, I also remember hearing that like. We were going to do a Shakespeare show at one point, and I, mean, I don't think that ever happened either. No, we never did Shakespeare. Wow. <laughs> Which you would have been all about. You would have been all about. I would have loved that, but alas, no here we are. Because I was a straight show person. Like, I was definitely, I would participate in musicals, but I was either backstage or chorus girl. So, like, I don't know. I would have loved that, but alas. And I, now that, like, I'm, I literally am an English PhD student or incoming student, but um yeah that didn't happen but i you know i don't agree with all the choices that were that were made for the place we did in high school but alas alas but yeah so that's how that's happening and then the season officially premieres the end of this month and just like the last two it's going to be weekly so every week there'll be a new episode for i think 10 weeks awesome so i like that because by the time i watch it because i I, as i said before the podcast i have a really busy month so i'll probably wait like about three weeks to watch it so i'll actually have a few episodes i can binge or something yeah and then we already know it's been renewed for season four which that'll be real interesting i don't know if olivia rodrigo will even show up for season i know because she's already been she's already um gone down to guest star for this season so it's like will she even like return their calls by the time for season four probably not she'll be like, that's okay girl you slay she'll be like block this number yeah we love her though yeah, we'll see we'll see how season four goes she doesn't need them anymore <laughs> although um, they gave her her start and we respect that that's true but yes because she was on a wasn't she on a show before High School Musical? yes she was she was on i almost said live and maddie and that's super that's wrong Duff that's super wrong yeah that's um she was on oh gosh what was it um, I want to find it out. Okay. Uh, Rodrigo Disney. Disney Disney's show. It's probably gonna be up. Oh. Uh, bizarre, bizarre bark. Oh yeah, bizarre yeah. Bark. I was gonna say it's probably just gonna be High School Musical. No, it's that one. Yeah, because she was on that, and then she got High School Musical, and now she's like, I don't need that. <laughs> I don't. I don't need season four. Yeah. Um. Interesting. But yeah, so. That's that. That's that, yeah. So that's High School Musical, the musical series. 
Um, but now, before we get into You Wish properly, because I forgot to do this last episode, which I apologize for, but I do have our official rankings for DCOMs 31 through 40. Ooh, I'm interested. Yes, so, um, I was supposed to get these for last episode, I didn't, sorry about that, but, um, yes, so this is 31 through 40, so, this, sorry. (laughs) No, you're good. I had to swallow. So, this ranking will include the following movies. Jumping Ship, The Poof Point, Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge, Twas the Night, Double Teamed, Cadet Kelly, True Confessions, Get a Clue, Gotta Kick It Up, and A Ring of Endless Light. So those are the 10 we're ranking. All right. Um, I'll start with mine, because I, I like having yours go second. Yeah, because so there's a surprise. So I'm going to tell you right now, um, despite me scoring things lower than you do normally, my number one is actually scored higher than all of your list. Really interesting. Yes. Okay, so what's your number one? Oh, well, I'll, go, I'll go 10 to 1. Okay, all right, all right, all right. So coming in 10th place for me with a score of 6. Fair enough. Is The Food Point. That's fair. That movie was... I, yeah, it was okay. It was, it was okay. Yeah. 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 I probably rated it similarly. Right. I feel like I did. Anyway. Yes. So coming in number nine for me, with also score six, <laughs> was A Ring of Endless Light. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of... I think the book would have been better than the movie. I think the book's probably better. Um, now, I'll be honest, eight through five are all scored the exact same, so I just put them in my preferred, preferred order in that point. Yeah. So coming in at eighth, with score seven, is Twas the Night. Okay, yeah, that's that's fair. That's yeah. Yeah, it was a. It was okay, but it wasn't their best holiday film by any means. It was also the last one they made for like ten years. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, coming in at number seven with a score of seven is True Confessions. Okay. Yeah. And I think that was more because of the way they portrayed mental disability. It's like I, I agree with the, that. Yeah, yeah, it's like I gotta knock a few points off for that. Yeah. Um, coming in at six with a score of seven is Double Teamed. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, generic sports decom. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then coming in number f- uh, number five with a score of seven is Gotta Kick It Up, and that's mainly just because of my nostalgia for it. <laughs> that's fair. If you have to rank one out of the, I would probably rank it the same. Yeah, I, I like just hearing it, but yeah. who knows what my actual ranking is. Yeah, we'll see. And now, coming in at number four with a score of 7.5 is Jumping Ship. Oh, Horse Sense 2. Yes, yeah, Horse yeah, Sense yeah. 2. Because I think I, I also scored Horse Sense pretty high. Um, and the sequel, while not, not as great as the first one, it was still pretty enjoyable. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, and then, all right, so now we're at the top three for me. So my number three with a score of eight is Cadet Kelly. Yes, okay. Yeah. At least she made top three. She's top three. Yes, she is. And then... Coming in second with a score of 8.5 Ooh. is Get a Clue. Yes. Yes. I, I agree. These are top three material. Mm-hmm. And that means coming in at number one with a score of nine is Halloween Town 2 Calabar's Revenge. If I don't have the same top three, I'm going to be very angry at myself. <laughs> You'll see. Um, yeah, Those Halloween are by Town far the best two, three movies. Which I don't quite remember if Halloween Town was my number one when we ranked those, or at least in the top three, but either way, you know, it yeah. shows. Yeah. It shows. It's a good, it's still pretty good second movie in. Yeah. All right. Those are super good movies. Yes. All right. Are you ready for your award? I'm a little three? scared, but yeah. You're all right. So, starting off, 10th place with a score of seven 
Is the Ring of Endless Light? Yeah. 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 Yeah, we had a lot to say about that movie. Yeah, all right, that makes it sense. Was weird. And now, ninth place for you, also with the score of seven, is Gotta Kick It Up. I feel like that one should have been a little bit higher, but... Okay, I... I really? I put the poop... I hate myself. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I, I hate, I'm not, I don't necessarily agree with these rankings when I hear, I'm in different moods on different days, but well, okay, I think you enough. also knock points off because of the whole white savior narrative. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. And yeah, that's probably the vibe that yours is, and also you didn't have the nostalgia for it like I did. True. So you probably examined it under a more critical lens than I did. Probably, I, yeah. I, I, I probably s- had some rose-colored glass. I still am a little concerned, but I also do think, yeah, with the white savior narrative, that makes sense, so. Yeah. But uh, I don't, uh, objective, whatever. Anyway. You'll, you'll see. All right. we'll, we'll move on. We'll keep, move on. We'll going. move on. All right, so coming in eighth place, with a score of 7.4, is Twas the Night. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's a questionable She's movie. okay. She's okay. Yeah. She's there. All right, now coming in at seventh with a score of seven point five, is the poof point. I don't know if I would have rated it that high if I like just looked at the list, but like, okay, that's like not unfair. It's not unfair. I mean, you you ranked it higher than I did, but that yeah, because poof point was my last. Yeah, <laughs> but I think um, like you said, you're in different moods depending on the day. Yeah. So like, I guess you were just in a bit more of a generous mood that day. I suppose so. So you're yeah. like a seven point five. All right, now your number six, also with a score of 7.5, it's True Confessions. That's fair. Again, because of the way they, like, I think it was a good movie, but the way they portrayed mental disabilities, like you said. Yeah. Uh, there was some problematic stuff, but it was still decent. So, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I, I get what they were trying to do, but, yes. like, yeah. it was 2002. So yeah. Like, like, we get it, but... but uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And now, coming in fifth place... With a score of seven point eight, is jumping ship. Okay. And I think it's mainly because it like it was all right, but not as great as Horse Sense. And yeah. I know in that episode we talked about Michael's whole character development kind of regressing. Yeah. So it's like yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, now coming in fourth place for you with a score of eight point five. Yeah, you had a big jump between your scores there. Yeah, I did. Yeah, is double teamed. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. You know, it's a, it's a sports decom, but it's like, you know, it's got the girl power in it. It does. So, you know, yeah. And now, this means your top three are the exact same as my top three, but they're in a different order. Okay. So I'll tell you what your order is. Coming in third place with a score of 8.6 is Get a Clue. Okay, that's, again, as long as they're in the top three, like... Right. I think they're all pretty interchangeable, but... Yes, and now your number two, with a score of 8.9, is Halloween Town 2. Interesting. Yes, which means your number one, also with a score of 8.9, is Cadet Kelly. <laughs> so uh, your number three is my number two, your number two is my number one, and then your number one is my number three. Interesting. So like you kind of just like moved everything up one and then brought... Uh, get a clue down. Yeah, it's, but yeah. So the our top three is Cadet Kelly, Halloween Town Two, and Get a Clue. Because those are by far the but to best three movies like, on this list. No offense to all the other ones on yeah. this list, but there really is a big notice quality change in these yeah, three. I completely agree. And like even going from like I said, your jumping ship 
was rated 7.8, but then your double team was 8.5. It's like, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't have as much as a dramatic change, but like the fact of the matter that I scored my number one higher than you scored your entire list is like crazy. Because so I gave Halloween Town 2 a whole nine. That is pretty crazy. And that might just be because of nostalgia. But still. But still. So that's, um, that's our top 10 from 31 through 40. What I think we're going to do, because we're going to hit 50 soon, I think after we've done 50, I'll figure out our, like, a full overall top 10 yeah. in the first 50. Because I think that'd be fun to see. I would love to see that. Because then we can see what we really think about all yeah, this. Yeah, I'm excited for the top 50 recap. Which... That might take, like, half an episode, but it'll be worth still, it. Still, um, it'll also be interesting because... Um, as you guys know, our two-year anniversary is coming up next month. I am so... Like, what is going on? Yeah, two-year anniversary, which will also be the start of season three. Yeah. Which I have to make the cover art for still. But I have time. I have time. Yeah. Um, you have time. It's which, in a month or so, so. Yeah. Which, if you're following our theme, you'll know what our theme for next cover art will be. What's it going to be after that, though? Yeah, I know. Because obviously next will be High School Musical 3. Yeah. My dilemma is for season four, because we'll probably have a season yeah, we'll have to have a season because we're still not even halfway done. Yeah, is do I? And maybe I'll ask the listeners this too. Maybe I'll put a poll yeah. up. Yes. Do I a? Do I make it theme to High School Musical, the musical, the series, season one, or do I pull a wild card and do I make it based off Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure? Ooh. Because technically, that was the next High School Musical thing to come out. Even though that's yes. like a weird like spinoff movie. Hey, one of the two. One of the two. Also, Austin Butler's in that. Elvis. Elvis. That's the thing we talked about last time too. Was like we've Austin Butler's been sprinkled throughout our childhood in so many like little yes, star yes. roles, and now he's finally got his first huge role. We appreciate you, Austin Butler. I'm like, do I have to start gatekeeping him? Because there are people being like, oh, he's so hot. I'm like, were you there? Were you there? <laughs> were you there? On the Disney Channel in 2009 or 2008 or whenever he was guest starring up the wazoo. No, because he was on, he guest starred on a lot of shows. Hannah Montana. Uh, I think he did. Uh, Wizards for sure. Wizards. Um, Hannah Montana. I know he did. Um, He also did some Nickelodeon because he was on iCarly for an episode. And so he won a one. He was just doing the rounds. This man. He was doing the rounds. He was always the guest star, never the lead. He literally was. And now here he is. He's Elvis. And he does such a good Elvis. Have you seen the movie? Not yet. I it's to. good. I hear it's so good. I hear it's it's probably going to get awards. I really enjoyed it. Um, I went and saw it with a friend like a week or two ago. And it was, it was very good. It wasn't what I expected. Like, it was very different than I expected, but I really enjoyed it. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I think that's what we'll do for 50. Well, I guess 51, because we'll have to rank 50, obviously. Yeah. So episode 51, we'll do our top 10 overall of all, the, like, our top 10 of the 50 we've watched. Because I think yeah. that'll be fun. Yes. All right. So now that that's out of the way, Kate, are you ready to talk about You Wish? I'm ready to talk about You Wish. All right, so let's start with some background. Do you want some background? I would love some background. All right, so You Wish is a 2003 Disney Channel original movie based on Jackie French Kohler's 1991 novel, If I Had One Wish. Um, it first premiered... <clears throat> sorry. No, you're good. It first premiered January 10th, 2003. Yeah, welcome to 2003, everyone. This one's got some real bangers in it. Like, it really does. A I thousand know. miles. Yeah, right. Well, also, I know, because 2003, I think, is the first Cheetah Girls. Yeah. Which you are so ready I'm to get. I'm so excited for this one. That one. 
I don't want to guarantee anything, but that will probably be in my top three for the next. Oh, definitely. Next um, rankings. So yes, yeah, so welcome to 2003, everyone. We're making our way through it. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm done. Um, so yes, yeah, so this was first released uh, January 10, 2003. It was directed by the one, the only Paul Hohen. Oh, he's done stuff before. Oh yes, Kate. Let me tell you. And I think I'm going to have to do this every episode with him because we got to talk. This resume, amazing. So the first decon he ever did was Luck of the Irish, which Obviously amazing. Um, but then he also did True Confessions, this one, Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, um, Read It and Weep, Jump In, The Cheetah Girls One World, Dad Napped, Camp Rock 2. This man. Uh, Let It Shine, Cloud Nine, How to Build a Better Boy, Invisible Sister, uh, and the Zombies franchise. All three of them. Wow. Yeah, this amazing. Man, this man is de- this man is decom royalty, but you, but you know, no one ever brings him up, which they should, because without him, we wouldn't have some of the most um I- best iconic, de- iconic yes. best decoms. But yeah, so Paul, respect for Paul Hohen. Truly, like he he gave us some hits. But yeah, so Paul Hohen directed. Um, fun fact: this was filmed in Auckland, New Zealand, which I would have not guessed that. Based, well, but they also don't tell us where it's supposed to be. Yeah, but like they ride a cable car at one point. Is that like San Francisco? Isn't that mm, what it's known for? Maybe, but. Do they have, I don't know if they have palm trees in San It seems a little bit north. I mean, I've been to San Fran once, but it right. was I just, I don't a long know. time ago. They just, that's a, the thing. Disney Channel movies just never want to tell us where they are. Yeah. Except high school school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now, as far as the cast goes, um, we have A.J. Troth as Alex Lansing, which I think it's funny that his last name is Lansing. Yes. Because we live in Michigan, and that's our capital city. We're from Michigan. Yeah. Um, so AJ Troth, um, he's most well known for playing uh, Louis Stevens' best friend in Even Stevens. Okay. So he was, yeah. The, yeah, he was the best friend in Even Stevens. We have uh, Spencer Bresling as Stevie Lansing. Spencer Breslin, who we actually saw once before, he was also the little brother in the Ultimate Christmas Present. Yes, he, I do vaguely remember that. So he kind of basically plays the same role in this. And he also has like been in a million movies. He's yeah. in the Santa Claus, at least two and three. Was he in the first one? No, too? he was in two and three because he was like the new elf. Gotcha. Yeah, he was in two and three. He was in Cat in the Hat, which, yep. you know, classic. 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 The live action Cat in the Hat with Mike Myers. Mm. Shrek himself. <laughs> Shrek himself. Yes. Um, And then also he's the... Well, also known for being the brother of Abigail Breslin, who's also been in a million things. Yes. So he's done a lot. He's done a lot. We have Lelaine as Abby. Lelaine, as you all know, is Miranda from Lizzie McGuire. Um, and then originally I thought the because as you all know, famously, Miranda's not in the Lizzie McGuire movie. Yes, she's not. Um, for a second, I thought... I, and I probably maybe just misremember this, but I thought it's because she was busy filming this. Oh, really? Is why she wasn't in the Lizzie McGuire movie. But, sorry. Oh, you're good. <clears throat> but at IMDb, it said she wasn't in it because she wanted to focus on her music career. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know what the truth is. Because both, fun fact, both this and Lizzie McGuire movie came out in 2003. Interesting. So yeah, they might have actually just been filming at the same time, which is weird because you think they'd wait for her to be done with this because they'd want Miranda in the movie. I don't know, man. I don't know either. But yes, we have Lelaine. She's here. She's Abby. 
We have Tim Reed as Larry Pendragon. Tim Reed, we actually saw once before as well. He was in Alley Cat Strike. Yes, he was. He was the principal in that one. Um, he's also the dad from Sister Sister, if any of y'all know that classic show with T and Tamara. We love T and Tamara. Yes. Um, we have um, Ari Boylan as James Cooper. That's um, Alex's other friend. Who, fun fact, Ari Boylan went on to play Power Ranger. Really? Yes, he was the blue. Cool. He was the Blue Ranger in Power Rangers RPM. And another fun fact: Emma Lahana, who plays Fiona, the I guess head cheerleader. Yeah, she was also a Power Ranger. Sweet. She ended up. She went on to play the Yellow Ranger in Power Rangers Dino Thunder, which I did watch. Interesting. Because yeah. that um, was also around this time too, so I was still pretty in the age range to be watching Power Rangers. But yes, so we have two of them here. I just wanted to point that out. That's fun. Um, and really, that's about. That's really all we really need to know about for the cast. Like the parents are there too, but the parents don't really do much. Yeah, so like everyone else is kind of just a background character. Um, let's see. So now, Kate, do you have any history with this movie? None whatsoever. Did you know about it before I told you about Not it? Not at all. All right. How about um, you? Okay, so uh, as, long, as far as I go, I knew this one because I remember seeing the commercial for this one. Because mm-hmm. I remember it being about um, uh, Alex wishing away his little brother. But I don't think the commercial ever told you what happens to the little brother. It's just now he lives a life without a little brother and it's all perfect. But then, of course, like every wish like fulfillment story, it's like, but nah, it's not perfect. He wants the old life back. JK. Yeah, because that's. That's every story like this. This movie was honestly, it was good, but it was super predictable. Like, you knew what was going to happen. I mean, like, if you know what, the basic plot of, like, a, It's a Wonderful Life or anything that's homaged or parried in that, you know yeah. where the story's going. Yes. Like, he does the wish. At first, it's great. But then he starts realizing, no, actually, I liked my old life. Yeah. Also, this movie starts talking about, like, parallel universes and stuff. Yes. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, is this... the multiverse. Yes, this is the real multiverse of madness. Yes. Because, uh, yeah, they do start talking about parallel dimensions and timelines. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? And I watched this at, like, 11 o'clock at night last night. And, yeah. So I was like, well, I'm not fully awake enough for this. What be going on? What be going on? But, yes, um, I knew about it. I saw the commercials. Never actually watched it till now. And now I've watched it, and I'm like... That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now that we got all that out of the way, Kate, do you want to get into the plot? Let's get into the plot. So we open up on two brothers. Yes. We have a 16-year-old Alex Lansing and 10-year-old Stevie Lansing. And they, I would say, have a pretty normal sibling relationship. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know. I'm only child. But it's like, you know, they do, they get along for the most part, but they do fight every now and then. But anyway, they're in the woods. And they're like... They got, like, water guns, but there's not water in them. It's, like, a mysterious liquid. We don't know what it is. And apparently they're, like, doing some kind of two-on-two thing with Alex's best friends, which are uh, Lelaine. What is her name? Abby. Abby. Duh. And um, James. James. Abby and James. And so, uh, apparently... Uh, Stevie doesn't look out at one point and they get bombarded. Yeah. By Abby and James. So now they're covered in mysterious blue liquid. Yeah. But they're and having a good time. They're having a good time. And like this opening makes it really weird when he shifts to not liking him. Yeah. I like, agree. This opening makes it seem like they're pretty close. Yes. Like they're playing together. He brings them to hang out with his friends, teaching them how to skate. Yes. Um, 
Also, we learned that Alex is a coin collector. Yes. Which I don't know any high schooler who's a coin collector. Yeah, I I don't either. Although, actually, um, my dad, my grandpa was a coin collector. And my dad pulled out his old coin collection. I got a little interested in it, but not like to the degree that Alex was. Right, because I guess Alex and James are going to go to Coin World this weekend. Yes, which, which that's a thing. We learn is a store in the mall. Uh, mall culture. Mall culture, we miss it. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, and then we also pretty much get, it gets pretty much told to us right now that Abby likes Alex. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it's the whole thing was like, well, but, but we're best friends and I'm too shy to tell him. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, pretty much. I'm like, great. Here we are. Back to the romance. Yeah, it would. Yeah. Because like. It's so funny because how they portray Lelaine in the um, the uh, promotional materials, you would think she's a lot more central to the movie. She's really she not, is. though. Yeah. Yeah, cause she's on the poster. It's, yeah. It's her and the the two brothers, but she's she's not really that important. Yeah. But like she gets important in the last act, in the third act, but we'll get to it. Yeah. But yeah, so she has a crush on him, but she doesn't she doesn't know how to go about it. And he doesn't notice. But anyway, so the brothers they go home and mom and dad say, Well, they're having a there's a pet adoption fair going out of the park this weekend. Why don't we go and get a pet? And Alex is all like I wish my parents did that. Yeah, right. <laughs> But, and Alex is like, oh, sweet, let's get a dog. But apparently Stevie wants a rabbit. But then they but, end up getting what Stevie wants. And it's a, not a rabbit. It's a, a turkey. <laughs> and my immediate thought is, isn't that illegal? I don't know. Are turkeys illegal pets? I have no idea. Also, what pet fairs has a turkey? This was 2003, man. I don't it's know. It's 2003. It's a lawless land. Yeah. <laughs> the rules don't apply in 2003. It's a lawless land of 2003. I mean... 2003, if you look back on the fashion, that was some lawless activity. Honestly, though. Which I think we talked a bit about and get a clue. Yes. Just the 2000s fashion was everywhere. It was interesting. It was interesting. But yeah, so they get a turkey and they literally, they do, they just have a pet turkey now. Yeah. And I'm like, are you sure that's not illegal? I, I have no idea. And they somehow have a harness for it so they can walk it. Yeah. Yeah, because now they're back at home with a turkey. And then, of course, who comes strolling up with the most stereotypical herd of jock bullies you can imagine? Yeah. Because they all, they're all like big and tough and they're all wearing the, they're the Letterman jackets all the time. Did anyone ever actually do that? Because I no. swear, I never saw athletes at our school wear their Letterman jackets. Not much. It's also like how in like movies and TV, for some reason, cheerleaders always wear their uniforms to school. Yeah. Which is like, I don't think they did. Yeah, I know. It's like, why would you just wear that to school? Uh, like in that day. <laughs> yeah. Like, even on Spirit Rally days, like, I knew, a, I knew a cheerleader and she didn't wear her uniform the whole day. Yeah, just for the pep rally. Yeah, she changed into it. I'm like, okay. It's, it's I don't know, but that's Whatever, just, yeah. But on TV, apparently, if you're a cheerleader, you wear a uniform every day. Right. It's like a uniform. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it is a uniform, but you know what I mean? Like a school uniform. Right, right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, these this, this stereotypical herd of bullies come around. And they make fun of them having a turkey. And uh, Stevie says something, like, rude to them. And then Alex tells him to go home. He does. And then what do these bullies do? They shove a pizza in his face. Not, no, they don't shove it. They drop it on his head. Yeah. 
They literally opened the pizza box and just let it fall on its head. It's so weird. And I'm like, dude, you just wasted a whole ass pizza. Cold yeah. pizza. That's <laughs> okay. We have the morning on We do. Anyway. I'm, just like, I'm still like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they dumped the whole pizza on its head. I'm like, that's a waste of a good pizza. It is. We love pizza on here. We really do. But also, it's like, it's 2003. How much did the pizza cost? Maybe like. It was way cheaper than now. Way cheaper, but still, it's like. Yeah, like, let's not waste food like that. That's so wasteful. I mean, honestly, if that happened to me, I would have still seen God, no, I want pizza. All right. Yeah. Anyway. I would have just started eating it. It Absurd dominance, just eat it. Absurd dominance, eat the pizza. Oh, but what we also learn in the scene is that despite the fact that the football team is picking on Alex, Alex is on the football team. Yeah, he's just, he's on the bench a lot. Yeah, because he's on the football team. But it it doesn't matter because apparently he's still a big loser, so he gets bullied. Yeah. Because he hangs, he likes to skate and hangs out with weird kids or yeah. something. Yeah. I don't know. And then all of a sudden, um, Alex starts narrating because this is when we start narrating. Yeah, apparently. And he basically tells us that, like, listen, I love my brother, but at the same time, he's ruining my life. Yeah. And we go through this little montage of, like, here's all the times Stevie stole the spotlight from me. And it's like, I was making, I'd made my first basket, but you wouldn't see it because they caught, they were too busy catching his first steps on tape. Yeah. And also, um, he basically explains that Stevie basically gets everything he wants. Yeah. Because he's the youngest. And I'm like, I don't, once again, I can't really comment much on that. I can't either. We are only children. So. Only children gang up in here. That's why I wrote that in my notes a few times. Like, we're, it's going to be interesting talking about this movie yeah. from our perspective. Because it's all about sibling dynamics. And we and don't, we don't we, know what that is. We, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, we also learned that, um. Basically, whenever um, Alex tries to, like, oh, I'll explain it. So we're back at home now, and uh, Stevie's in Alex's room looking at his coin collection, and he gets mad at him because, like, what did I tell you never to touch? Um, my bike, my skates, and my coins. So he tries, he goes to grab it back from him, and then Stevie goes, Mom, he hit me! Yeah. And, he's, and then Alex explains he does this all the time. Yeah. And I'm like... Once again, I don't know. Would yeah. you do this? Um, People with siblings, please comment. Yeah, please. I we're we don't know how to critique sibling relationships. Is this written, realistic? Written in Prob- TV, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, from what I can understand, sibling dynamics is like, yeah, we pick on and fight each other all the time but when other people try to do it then it's like no yeah. no no. Yeah. Only I can do that. Exactly. So it's like this is how it be apparently. But I guess the way Stevie does it, Alex does not like. Yeah. Because he always gets in trouble. Yes. Yeah. So then it's the next day, and Alex has a football game. And we learn that apparently Stevie always likes to cheer him for him and yell his name, even though he doesn't. But it embarrasses Alex. Because he never gets to do anything. He's always on the bench. Yeah. I'm like, why would you cheer for someone who's on the bench? Yeah. And he's like, you're not going to do that this time, right? And he's like, no. And, and then he does it. He does it. But he also, he's like, wait, you're standing behind the hamper not moving. Why is that? And it's because Stevie is wearing his skates. And Alex is pretty ticked off. Because he also got a jelly on them. Yeah. Which, how do you get jelly on roller skates? None. No idea whatsoever. And he try, he pulls them off him. He's like, yeah, I told you not to touch these. And then he pulls his little stunt. And then his, their mom's just like, Alex, lay off your brother. He's like, but he got jelly on my skates. And she's like, well, he's only 10. Which, that's the thing. He's only supposed to be 10, but I don't know. Would you, did you believe Spencer Brelson was only 10 in this? 
I don't think he was. I feel like he was like 12 or 13. He's got to be. But like, I'm going to look it up. So yeah. he is, he was born in 92. So actually he might have been 10 at the oh, time. Oh, wow. Actually, yeah, 10. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, so he was 10. He just ooh, seemed a little older. He just seemed a little older. But yeah, um, we also learned then that Alex has to watch babysit him this weekend. And he's like, but I want to go to Coin World. He's like, we'll just take him with, with you to the mall. Which, yeah, that, I know that's a thing. When you're the older sibling, you also become designated babysitter. Right. I only know that because um, when I was younger, I actually did have an actual babysitter. But I know like all my friends who had siblings, it's like it's the older sibling. Yeah. Say. And they don't get paid for it. That's the that, yeah, part. that's that's the that really stinks for them. I uh, my first babysitting job, I remember, I did get paid for it, but I was I was in like middle school and I was babysitting an elementary schooler who was my next door neighbor, and like honestly, she felt more like my little sister that summer because I on I honestly like how her mom trusted me at that. It probably because my parents were home a lot of the time, um, but how she trusted me with her daughter i i don't know it was good it was a good time though it was a good time and i loved them dearly i loved them so much but yeah it's interesting she was also an only child so that's why she hired me as a babysitter is, there you go um this girl who i've reconnected with a little bit on social media and it's wild for me because she just graduated high school and is 19 and i'm like how am I old? But yeah, it's it's wild that uh, How am I old? <laughs> older older siblings are kind of burdened with that responsibility with no pay. It's yeah. weird to me. Um, so then we cut to the football game. And Alex is on the bench, of course. Yep. And um, at first, and then, yeah, at first he's still on the bench. And then this is where we meet Fiona, the, cheer, uh, the cheerleader. And she's like, are you Alex? And he's like, yeah, because he has like a thing for her. Yeah. And then she points up and it's not only Stevie, but apparently a whole row of people are cheering for him. He Stevie's like giving these people signs that spell go Alex and or then, something. Yeah. That effect. And then she goes and then Fiona's like, that's so sad. This is our first tip that she's actually not nice. Yeah. Because that's another stereotype is like the head cheerleader who's mean. Yeah. But there's any- all stereotypes that are drawn yeah. on in this movie a little bit yeah and he's like oh, so he's really embarrassed but then he gets the chance to play yeah and he, as, as he's getting up off the bench he accidentally knocks fiona into the mud yeah and he's like i'm so sorry but then he goes onto the field to play and he doesn't do very good he gets tackled immediately no and that's the end of the football game basically pretty much yeah so now we're, really so now we're, um i believe we're back home or do we no let me look at or are we back or no i think we're actually at the mall now i was gonna say isn't this like where we go to the mall it's at the mall yeah we're yeah. at the mall and this mall looks crazy it looks amazing it has like 10 floors i i want to go and, to this and, mall. and the elevator is like a rocket ship i seriously want to go and it's see-through mall. it's like what? and i'm like god uh, even like even in its prime our local mall was not that cool our local mall was horrible like i, I shouldn't say that but it was like a one it was, it is, but it's not really anymore because there's a single restaurant holding it together. Pretty but, much. Um, it's one floor. It's one floor and it's kind of crappy. And I remember whenever I wanted to do, like, I really loved going to Build-A-Bear as a kid and going oh, to Build-A-Bear yes. in Grand, we had to go to the nearest city and it was like city city. And it was. Yes. And that mall was so cool. It was so cool. And didn't it was such mall, a big event to go. Didn't, didn't that mall also have a Disney store? I believe so. I love going to the Disney I store. I love the Disney store. I'm like, I gotta go. 
It's like scratching that itch because I couldn't go to Disney. Yeah. I got to go to the Disney store. Yes. But yes, that mall was so much cooler because it had multiple floors in the Disney store and Build-A-Bear. Yeah. And a really good food court. Yes. Whereas our local one is bad. One one floor. It was pretty bad. You have to walk from one side, one end to the other. And the, the food court was okay. I mean, I will say the best thing about our local mall has Chuck E. Cheese. Does it still have Chuck E. Cheese? I think it still does. I'm going to give it a Google because I I don't know. I just know that was the best part about our local mall. It definitely was. Chuck E. Cheese. I did have my birthday there once. Yeah, Chuck E. Cheese in that town is permanently closed. Ah, it's gone. That's sad. Our childhood. Well, because Chuck E. Everybody, did you go to a lot of birthday parties at Chuck E. Cheese? Not really, actually. Really? I I went to like... A f- two and then I held my own there once. Okay. And that was like the coolest I ever felt. I was going to say, I held a birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, I that's because then you were cool if you had Chuck E. Cheese birthday. My my friend also, like one of my good friends also held her. I, I feel like there were a few of us that had Chuck E. Cheese birthdays. Yeah, I mean, because that's what made you cool. Yes. That's how you knew everyone would come because like we're having a Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese. That is was, Chuck E. Cheese like a Michigan thing? No, Chuck E. Cheese is a, oh, it's a, it's a whole, I'm like looking it's a whole chain. Oh, you um, know. Oh no, yeah, they have them all over the place. I, I was say, just. I, I could get into the whole history of turkey cheese, but I won't right now because that's not the aim of the podcast. Yeah, they shut that one down. In Michigan, we have Canton, Dearborn, Grand Rapids, Lansing, Novi, Portage, uh, where I used to live, Roseville, Saginaw, Southgate, Sterling Heights, Troy, and Walker. So the yeah. town we are referring to is not on that list. Yeah, and I think also Chuck E. Cheese is going through through some financial trouble right now, yes. especially because I know the pandemic really really affected them but i also really like want to borrow a child and have somebody else pay for their chicken cheese birthday and me go because to relive childhood to relive my child first off there was this one game that i was so good at that ugh. and also that pizza was like probably objectively gross but i'm kind of craving it yeah right anyway Uh, i would say what game was it do you remember it was like the thingy you had to like move like okay i'm like making a stirring the pot motion and there was like a thing going through like a metal and it couldn't hit the metal like a little like ball or whatever and it had to stay in the like maze yeah and Um, the one Anyway. The one I remember the most, um, I think it was like called Popcorn Popper or something. Yes, I remember But you that. had to like, you had a buck and you yes. had to try and catch as much popcorn. I remember which that. Which was just like ping pong balls, but you know. Oh, and ski ball, of course. Yes. Ski ball. Everyone loves ski ball. I, uh, I went to Craig's Cruisers, which is a uh, Michigan chain. Of basically Chuck E. Cheese, kind um, of. Which is actually, it was better than Chuck E. Cheese, objectively. Well, because it had go-karts but and mini golf. everybody... Everybody, like, for whatever reason, Chuck E. Cheese was still popular. I'm not really sure why, but... Probably because of the animatronic band. Oh, uh, yeah, fair. Um, didn't have that. But I was... I, I bought, like, $10 worth of tokens, and this was only, like, two weeks ago, and I was living my best <laughs> life. I do like Craig's Cruises. Yeah, because they also have go-karts and mini golf. Yes, exactly. Like, um, don't get me wrong, Dave & Buster's, I know it's more designed for adults to do the same thing. Really great arcade quality, but they don't have the same, like, they don't have the go-karts and the mini golf. And we did bumper cars, too. It's, like, it's fun. Right. Um, but yeah, so, you know, we're that's, that's what this mall reminds us of. Yes. Just like, ugh, because this mall is insane. Yes. But anyway, so we see Alex and his friend, and Al- the first of all, they have a whole bunch of fries. Yes. Because they're going up to the coin store. And this is also where you meet the coin store owner, Larry. And I made a note of it. His last name is Pendragon. And I'm like, isn't that also King Arthur's last name? Ah, I think so. 
Yes, I, I, I took a mythology class once in community college. There you go. Um, yeah, I believe Pendragon is uh, King Arthur's like official last name. So I'm like, oh, is that maybe why he's got... Because, uh, well, if you know this movie, you know, there's a magic coin. Right. And they don't ever explain it. No, they don't. So I thought maybe that's why, because his last name that, is... That's a good connection. I didn't catch that. I know. I'm like, wait, I remember. Let's go. And you watched the movie when you were really tired, too. Yeah. So, like, extra props to you. I, I, well, because I made a note of it, too. I'm like, Pendragon. Smart. Smart. Yeah, so Drawing this, connections. So, yeah, this is Larry. Um, he's the coin store owner, and... He almost slips on a french fry, actually, but um, Stevie uh, saves him from falling. Somehow, despite being a 10-year-old child, he's able to keep a grown man from falling over. Yep. Um, and he's like, oh, well, thank you. Here, let me give you this. And he gives him the coin. coin. And he says, it's good for one wish. At least that's what I've heard. <laughs> and then that's when uh, Alex and his friends show up with these fries. Yeah. And they tell um, Stevie, go sit on the bench, eat your fries, and then when we're done in here, then we'll go to the arcade. And he also gives him a giant stack of quarters. Yes. So Stevie does a... He starts out sitting on the bench, but eventually they're taking so long, so he goes to the arcade by himself. Yes. And then apparently Alex and his friend, they're there for so long, they're there till closing. Yeah. At 6 p.m. I'm like, when did you They're just, it? like, talking and talking. Which I'm I like, feel like they never even move. But it's also like, how much are you ta- How much can you talk about coins? Apparently quite a lot. Apparently, yeah. And he tells them, well, this has been fun, guys, but I gotta close up. And Alex was like, wait, what time is it? And he's like, 6 p.m.? He's like, oh, no. Of course, because he goes out, and of course... Yeah, so he goes out, and of course, Stevie's no longer on the bench. Yeah. And he starts running around the mall like crazy, trying to find him. And Stevie, um, he did leave the arcade. He actually went back to the store, but it was closed, and now obviously Alex and his friend were there anymore. Yeah. So then he does the most logical thing, is he finds the mall cop. He's like, hey, can I call my mom? Which... Fair. Fair enough, yeah. obviously. But yeah, this is all happening. Did you ever get lost in like a grocery store or anything yes. as a kid? I yes, think I, I did. You, yeah. Yeah. I think one time, and it was at, um, I mean, I can say this. I, some people know what this is, Meyer. I mean, Meyer's not a. Yeah, it's a it's a regional. It's in the Midwest. Midwest. So yeah. like, if you're from the Midwest, you know what a Meyer is. Yeah, it's basically a grocery uh, store. Yeah, local Walmart. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, Actually, our town had a Meyer before it had a Walmart. Yes, and everybody was upset when they put Walmart in initially. Yeah, because they put it right across the street from I remember Meyer. the controversy. They're like, they're going to run Meyer out of business. They didn't run Meyer no, out of business. No, Meyer's still doing fine. But anyway, yeah, I remember I was, um, I don't know, fairly young. Yeah. And I was at Meyer with my mom. And I feel like I was looking at something, and then I turned around. And, I and she's just not there. <laughs> yeah. and, panic and I'm ensued. like, <sighs> I mean, I feel like we've all had that. Yes. At least once. That's yes. A, that's a right a passage of childhood. It really is. Getting lost in the grocery store. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. Now I'm like, how did I get lost here? Yeah. Like, I know where everything is now. But anyway, yeah, so. Later. You know, but when you're a kid, everything feels so much bigger. That's true. Like, I went yesterday, um, same friend that's turning 25. We're doing a little, like, big nostalgic thing for her birthday. So we went to, uh, not Creekskers, we went to Michigan's Adventure. Oh, yes, yes. Which, if, if, you, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Um, objectively, horrible theme park. Oh, 100%. Um, but my nostalgia? Amped it up. Yes. Um, because in my childhood, that place was amazing. And we went there both at the end of, what, 7th grade and 8th grade? We went in 
fifth and eighth grade. I think. Oh, really? But you went to white, but you went to a different middle a different school. Yeah, because so. I remember like both seventh and eighth grade ended with going there, and it was it was like the best thing ever. Now I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> now that we've been, and that's the problem. Now that we frequently go to Disney and Universal, yeah, it's like you can't really compare those to the local. It's college. not even close, mm-hmm. and it, it's just it's not it's not even close. It's not it. Um, I even like other Cedar Fair parks who own it. Obviously, Disney and Universal are on their old, all other tier of amazing. Mm-hmm. But um, Cedar Fair, Cedar Fair is like they have so many. Like I've been to three Cedar Fair parks: Michigan's Adventure. Uh, I do an annual pilgrimage to Cedar Point with a friend of mine, and then I've been to Carowinds because I used to live in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you that even Carowinds, which is not nearly as big as Cedar Point, has such higher such a higher degree of quality than michigan's adventure and i didn't even get to go in the water park um at carowinds because i went in the fall but it's so much better and it's not that big of a park either it's just the quality is there and it's not there at michigan's adventure also they have a like sky coaster uh ripcord did you ever do ripcord i know my, I was always too scared. It's a, it looks huge. To this day, it looks huge mm-hmm. at Michigan's Adventure. If you go to, like, any other park with a, a, a sky coaster of the same height, I've only done uh, record once, by the way, but I'd do it again. I just need somebody who wants to go and wants to do it. Um, but... Um, uh, blah, 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 I lost my train of thought. But it looks huge at Michigan's Adventure at... Any other of these Cedar Fair parks that have very similar, like similar in height and everything, it looks small because at Michigan's Adventure, it's surrounded by small rides. Mm-hmm. At other parks, it's surrounded by big rides. Yeah. And even though it's the same height, it makes a huge difference in how it looks in proportion to the park. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I don't know why I got on that rant, but... Um, oh, because getting lost. Something. Because getting lost. Yes, because we were talking about nostalgia. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was my nostalgia moment for this week. And I had a I had a full circle thing comment, but I lost it. So we're just going to continue with the plot now. Yeah, we're going to So, yeah, so he calls his parents. And then we cut back to home. And Alex is now in trouble for losing him. Womp, womp, womp. And, like, and he's pretty upset. Yeah, he gets, Understandably He gets so. grounded for like two months, I think. Yeah. And then and Stevie gets punished, but it's minimal. Or yeah, something. because yeah. he wasn't he didn't stay where he was supposed to, but still. Right. And this is when Alex really just goes off. He's like, "Yeah, he always gets the preferred treatment. You always do this." Yada yada yada. And he goes yeah. to his room. He's real upset. And then, um, to try and make up for it, uh, Stevie gives the uh, slides the coin under his door. It's got a note, and it says, "This coin is good for one wish." And Alice goes, yeah, one wish. It's like, I wish I didn't have a brother and crumple over the paper. And the, the coin spins like the top at the end of Inception. Yeah. And then he goes to bed. And then he wakes up the next day. But things are different. His whole room looks different. He's a football star, according to some trophies that he has. Also, he has, his hair's different. His hair's he, different. His hair looks so much better. Yeah, I think that's the hair he normally has in Even Stevens. Yeah. So they, they probably had to do some, like, extensions or something for the pre. Yeah. Because obviously they couldn't change that because, like, they had to keep or it. They, or they filmed, they let him grow it out and film that first. Oh, maybe. Then, but either but yeah, way. Either way, what we learn, and they don't shy away from this. They talk about alternate dimensions in this movie. Yes. So we basically learn that he's found himself in an alternate dimension where Stevie is not his little brother anymore. But, so he runs down to see his parents, who are apparently both very corporate. I think 
corporate lawyers well, or now. something like that. Yes, in this alternate universe. Mm-hmm. This um, is the multiverse. <laughs> the multiverse of madness. It's not tra- I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not I'm not referring to the trademark. Um <laughs> but uh so he goes downstairs. First off, their whole house is painted blue. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. meant to like to show that he's going to be less happy or kind of uh, get. But I we can you, talk you, about color symbolism all day. I was like, you think I'd know color theory better? But, but. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. So he's like panicking and freaking out. Um. But it turns out that first off, his parents are like, "Who's Stevie?" Because he's like, "Where's Stevie?" And like his parents are like, "We don't know who Stevie is." Turns out, um, his brother had been born to different parents. I'm like, that wouldn't, um, science, all right, whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, had been born to different parents and, um, and is actually a child star yes. in a TV show. Yes, in this universe, he is no longer Stevie. He's actually an actor on the TV show Where's Stevie? <laughs> of but course. in this universe, he is now Terrence Russell McCormick. Which sounds like a child star name with the three with the three names. Yeah, Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, wait, what's the Chad Dylan Cooper? Yes. Chad. I was like, what's the one? Chad Dylan Cooper. I was like, what's the one from Sunny with a Chance? We stand, Chad Dylan Cooper. Yes. But yeah. So he learned, and he brings this up later on. But it's a very good point. Like, how has my brother not being born changed my life this much? Yeah. Because yeah, he's a football star now. His parents are really successful. They have a lot of money. They have a dog now. Yeah, they have. Um, he's just living this good life, and at first he he he's like, what? He doesn't get. He doesn't quite get that he's like changed lives. So yeah, he does keep trying to bring up Stevie and everything. And they're like, I don't know who that is. But he's like, okay, and then he gets. Then I think he puts together the wish. Yeah, it's like this is the universe in which he Stevie was not his little brother. Yeah. So then he goes to school, and his school life is very different. You know, he's a jock superstar now. He's dating Fiona, he's dating who he has a thing for in the other universe. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, he's dating Fiona now. But um, at the cost of this, he's no longer friends with uh, Abby, James, James, and Abby. But because he doesn't realize that right away, when he goes to class, he sits next to Abby. And he keeps tries to talk to her like they're still friends. And she's like, what are you doing? Yeah, she has a lot of disdain for him. Yeah, which I think... The the thing is, like, I think Abby's supposed to be, like, the weird girl, you know? Yeah. Who doesn't care about popularity or sports or anything. But I feel like they didn't really set that up until now. Yeah. And, yeah, at first he's like, oh, is this not my assigned seat? And she's like, no. And then we have this little bit where he's like, he doesn't know where his assigned seat is. Because he basically got plopped into this universe with no prior knowledge of it yeah and that's a big thing it's like he doesn't know anything about this universe so he's right, right. gotta ask a lot of questions but yeah so he goes to his actual science seat um they get some essays back and abby gets a b but he gets a b plus even though it's very clear he didn't work on it as hard as she did and it's just to show that because now he's like a superstar jock he gets favoritism yeah yeah and then from there yeah, he raises the question of, like, yeah, how did my little brother not existing change all this? Oh, well, magic, I guess. Yeah. Oh, also something we should bring up. Like they say one of the teams they're going up against is the Wildcats. Get your head in the game. I'm like, they like to, they're dropping it. They're getting us ready. Yes. <laughs> yes, they are. Um. So then they ask him, hey, is the party still on for after the game tonight? He's like, what? He's like, you're throwing a party at your house, remember? He's like, oh, yeah, definitely. And then we see the football game. And 
once again, uh, Alex basically has to ask, what position do I play? Yeah. What do I do? <laughs> and he's quarterback. Now. Yeah, of course he's quarterback. Yeah. Stereotypical popular jock boy position. Yeah. And then they play the game, and at first he's not good. He's still bad. But then the dad's like, remember what you learned at football camp? And he's, he's like, like, I went to football camp. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow, some way, that gets him the ability to play good now. Yeah. And he does, and they win, and then they're at the party, and they're having a great time. It's really fun. Uh, even and the parents are just letting them party down there. Yeah, the dad like comes by to grab something or something, and he's totally like, it's all chill. Yeah, it's fine. You know, just party down here. Yeah. I mean, it's a Disney party, so obviously they're not gonna be like drinking alcohol or anything. But you know. Yeah. You know. Still seems a little intense for what most yeah. parents would allow, it, but cool. Good yeah, for him. There you go, because you know he's popular. Popular. But then who shows up at this party? It's Abby. And Fiona's talking to Alex, and Alex is basically ignoring her because he's more interested in Abby. Yeah. Which is, like, I think the first sign that we're supposed to see that, like, he doesn't, the life he wanted isn't actually what he needed. Right. I guess. But then also, James shows up at this party, except now James is, like, a chicken delivery guy. Yeah. And I'm like, what chicken place does delivery? I don't know any chicken place that does delivery. I, in this movie, somebody does. Yeah, but because he's a loser, the other jocks bully him. And they do are, the pizza face thing. Again, and I'm like, why are you wasting pizza? Yeah, God. Because they wanted Alex to do it, but he wouldn't do it. So then they did it themselves because he still remembers the old timeline when they were friends. Yes. And so that's... So but he also doesn't defend him at first. Like, he just kind of stands there in shock. Yeah. Um, he also asked Fiona if he wants to. They want if she wants to go skating because that's what he used to do in his old timeline. He's like, no, skating's for freaks. Yeah, I'm like, what? Like, um, okay, Fiona. Okay. Um. Um, and Fiona's like super obsessed with how he's gonna his decision to try to be nice to um, Abby and James is going to impact her image she yeah. says like the next day at school yeah because the next day at school it's lunchtime and he goes to sit with them instead of jocks and feels like what are you doing if you interact with them that makes you a loser and imagine how i'm gonna look so yeah that's really showing her true colors yeah like she's not nice i'm like why would anyone even want to be with someone like that but okay well i mean because i think it originally was supposed to be because she he only liked the idea of her yes because he didn't know her pretty. actual person yeah. yeah he didn't know her actual personality um, so then, yeah, we're seriously not going to get an explanation for this magic coin. We don't. We never do. Yeah. It's just a magic coin. Um, but I believe at this point, he's kind of just, he sees more information about, um, oh God, what's his other name? Terrence Russell McCormick. Yes. He's like, huh. So, um, you're got, you're kind of getting the idea in your head that like, maybe he wants to try and reverse this a little bit, but then. We get this, um, at the, all right, he's at the mall, and he tries to talk to Abby again, because she's, like, at this little booth selling raffle tickets, and, um, at first he tries to still act like they're friends, and tries to go, it's like, hey, you want to go skating sometime? And he's like, why are you talking to me? Yeah. And then they go through this whole thing where he's like, yeah, it's like, if you don't, it's like, so who, what kind of guy do you think I am? She goes off on him, like, well, you're just like every other vain, popular jock who only cares about his image and nobody else. Yeah. And then at the end he goes, so then why are you talking to me? And she's like, I don't know. So like, there's still some weird mystical force there pulling them together because they were friends before. Yes. But then the other jocks show up and uh, tear them away. Also, they do a weird thing where they like punch hamburgers. Yeah. Remember it's that? Weird. Yeah. It's They're weird. doing like a chant or something. Oh, yeah. It's strange. 
But yeah, that's our little indication that maybe there's something that's still pulling him and Abby together. Yeah. Which I guess comes into play a little bit later. Yes. But then we learn that it's the next day. It's Saturday. And normally in the old timeline on Saturday, Dad makes funny pancakes. But you love me some pancakes. Yes. But in this universe, I guess they work on the weekend. They don't do that. They have frozen waffles. They have frozen waffles. And he's like, what? No, that's not. That's not right. Because he still remembers the old timeline. Yeah. And then they're like, but don't forget, you have your award ceremony tonight. It's like, my what? It's like, you're getting like best athlete award or something. Yeah. And then we cut to that award ceremony. And this is kind of. And he gives some weird speech alluding to what's going on. About how like, I'm not the real Alex that you know. I'm like from another universe or something. But then he's like, that could have actually happened. Because people are like, what? But then, he go, but then he turns into the speech. It's like, sometimes, you know, you got to really appreciate what you have. Because one day you may not have it. And it's like, yeah, alluding to the fact that he wished away his life. Yeah. And then everyone's like, uh, yeah. Woo! Which, the weirdest part, though, was that Abby was there. And I'm like, why would Abby be here? Probably because of the mystical force. Mystical force. Mystical force. Um, so then he realizes, all right, I got to undo this. So I got to go see my brother. Yeah. Because good news, a Terrence is making an appearance in town to film a local. Because of course he is. Of course, convenience. So he just goes to the TV station like you do. Yeah. And he runs into James again. He's like, hey, are you, are you, who are you delivering chicken to? He's like, uh, Terrence, he ordered some. He's like, I'm going to need that chicken. Yeah. And so he pays him whatever the... Apparently he didn't have any deliveries after Terrence. Apparently not, because he just lets him do it. Yeah. He gives him the uniform. Exactly. He gives him all his work stuff. He's just like, I need it by five. So then he sneaks in and um, is able to talk to Terrence, who at first just tries to give give him an autograph and get him to go away. Yes, because we learned Terrence also does not remember the previous timeline. Not at all. And so, um, but then they start talking and... Um, we learned that Terrence's life is not all that glamorous. Yeah, he's kind of miserable as a child star, which is kind of funny because... It's Disney. He is a child star in real life. Yeah, but, yeah he talks about like, yeah, I, I don't see my parents that often. I'm always working and I don't have an actual childhood. And then Alex just goes, we should come over to my house. I can show you how to be a normal kid. And he's like, uh, security? Yeah. Well, he kept, t- he talks about how, uh, how they were brothers. Yeah, right. So it's like, there's just a crazy man in my room. But then for whatever reason, after a montage where we see we- Alex walking around to a thousand miles. Yes. Let's talk about this real quick. So he has this sad montage of getting kicked out where he's realizing, I don't want this life anymore. But it's set to Vanessa Carlton's A Thousand Miles. Like the actual license song. Yeah, I don't know if that was that actual song. It doesn't seem like it was like right. Right. And like, because we experienced this before with some decoms on Disney Plus where they had to change out songs because of copyright. But from what I researched, this was the original song in the original That's movie. That's so wild. And I'm like, what? They paid for the Vanessa Carlton? It was that popular at the yeah. time. I mean, that's an iconic song. In the music video where she's playing the piano going down yeah. the road. Yeah, I'm like, dang, they did it. Yeah, because he looks about how, like, everything is, like, he just doesn't want this. Also, at the end of the montage, he sees, supposedly, their their pet turkey being taken away. Yeah. And, like, a Thanksgiving truck. So sad. So he's like, I gotta fix this. Yeah, like, that turkey be going to the slaughterhouse. Literally. So um, that's his turning moment. <laughs> but as he's walking away, as he's walking home, Terrence pulls up in his limo. 
And he's like, I want to stop and talk to my friend, which, and he's like, didn't you just kick me out? And he's like, eh. But, and then he tells his driver, hey, can I like walk with him for a little bit? And I'm like, realistically, this would be the stranger danger alarm going off. Yeah, they would have way more security on this kid. But anyway. Yeah. And they literally are able to get away from him. Yeah. And so um, basically uh, uh, Alex kind of ex- explains to Terrence. Yeah, the whole situation. And he's like, the only way I can fix this is if I find, the, if I find uh, Larry... So then they go to the mall. They just he just brings them to the mall. Why not? Yeah. But Coin World is out of business. Oh no. So then they're like, well, where can we find Larry's address? Well, he had written on a, a raffle ticket for Abby, and so they run to Abby's house. And at first, Abby's like, "What are you doing here?" And also, why do you have a TV star with you? And he's like, um, "Everything I said in my speech was true." And she thinks he's a little crazy, but yeah, she also. Crazy is not the right word, but uh, she also believes him. Well, because at first he's like, I, "It's like it's true. I am from another universe. Well, we yeah. We're friends." And then she he does the thing where she tells him things that only he would know if they were close, like how she's afraid of stuff falling out from space. Yeah. And how she likes like what sugar and pickle sandwiches or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the whole thing where she's yeah, there's flying here. Freaking fly. But yeah, so eventually she she's like, okay, fine, come on in. And she starts telling him about other people who have claimed that they are from other universes, which I know that's kind of a thing, actually. Like yeah. people who say I'm this from a different universe. I think it's called like shifting. I'm interested in that. It's really like not gonna lie. It is really interesting. It's like imagine like being able to just be like, whoa, things are different. And I know that's also like kind of why people are like the whole mandala effect i think that's yeah some people talk about that being an explanation how like we can remember something one way but it's apparently a different way yeah like what was it the most famous one the berenstein bears one yes because we all thought it was berenstein bears but it's berenstein bears i believe yes the mandala effect is so interesting because i do remember a lot of those differently yeah i think another i think another popular one was curious george having a tail he doesn't have a tail I never remembered him having a tail, but apparently, yeah, some people remember him having one. Interesting. But for all my life, I can't remember him having one. Oh, yeah, Looney Tunes. That's another one where some people thought it was T-O-N-S, but it's T-U-N-E-S. Right. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah, Mandala effect is crazy. But yeah, so they're talking about this whole like phenomenon of people saying they're from other dimensions while they're looking through the raffle tickets, and they eventually find it. And this is where they drop that um, Larry's last name is Pendragon. And that's when I wrote down, like, Pendragon. That's King Arthur's last name. Right. So I thought maybe that'd be the explanation for the magic coin. Yeah, I know I said this already, but they do not explain the magic coin at all. It's just a magic coin. Yeah. So they go to his address, but he's no longer living there. He. We find out from the lady living there that he's moved into a retirement home. And I'm like, is he that old? I don't know, because um, yeah, I we failed to mention bit. that he has a broken foot now because Stevie wasn't there to save him from falling. Right. And he just took it as an early retirement. Yeah, so they go to the retirement home via cable car, which is why I thought, oh, San Francisco. But also, we also see that the police are actively searching for Stevie now because, you know, he's famous. Right. And I guess in their eyes, essentially just got kidnapped. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they go to the retirement home and Larry is there. He, they're, they're all playing accordions for some reason. I don't know. So they talk to him and he they they tell them about the coin. He's like, oh, right. It's the one that had an owl on it. And they look through all his coins, but they can't find it. So he goes, I probably sold it to someone before I closed the store. And then Alex just goes, oh, no. And then they go 
leave. Um, also on their way there, um, Alex and Abby have a little bit of a bonding moment to show that if Alex goes back to his old universe, it'll probably actually reciprocate Abby's feelings now. Yeah. That's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we don't care about Gotta that. Gotta throw in that romance. Gotta throw it in. So they finally, they, they're leaving, and this is when the police catch them, and they bring them back to Alex's house. Luckily, no one presses charges. Yeah, thank God. They're like, well, this was fun, I guess. And yeah, Terrence does say, like, this is the most fun I've ever had, because, you know, he's never had freedom. So sad. And so then, also, that little little act there, that was basically the climax, because the movie's almost done. Right. Which I noticed, too. I'm like, we still have ten, we only have ten minutes. I know. So Alex goes up to his room, and his dad's like, hey, are you all right? You've been acting weird lately. He's just like, you just wouldn't get it. So he's like, listen, I was going to give you these for your birthday, but I'll give it to you now because you seem to be like you need them. And he gives them, he gives him some old coins that he bought from Coin World before it went out of business. And he's he does not care at all. He's no. like, thanks, whatever. And so dad leaves and he the, angrily throws the coins. But of course, what's in the bag of coins? The magic coin. And I'm like, is our plot really being resolved by convenience? Yeah. It's I noticed that I'm like, that's really that's not great. It it, it felt a little bit off, but And he notices it. He's like, oh, coin, I can re- undo this all. Because he knows how wishes work. He's like, I got to word this very specifically. Because, you know, in any wish narrative, you don't get exactly what you ask for. Yeah. And, but then all of a sudden his parents start freaking out. Yeah. Because he's like, close the door. And he's like, no. And he's like, no, I'm not coming out. Because he has to do his wishy thing. But they're like freaking out. And they're like going to call the fire department and stuff. I'm like, what's happening? And he goes. They have to make it more dramatic than it is. And the wish he ends up wishing is that he wishes never, he, oh God. yeah he wishes that he never made the first wish and he does the coin flip and then he wakes up and he's back in his old life yeah and everything's great they have a pet turkey again mom and dad aren't working all the time stevie's not a tv star anymore yeah he goes outside it's like oh my god everything's back to normal he's like stevie i missed you so much he's like my friends and i'm not dating fiona and it, it seems like Abby, who he runs into, uh, the feelings are reciprocated. Yeah, he's like, so Abby, do you want to go skating alone sometime? Ooh, Ooh skating alone. Saucy. Um, and at first you think, because then they invite, the parents invite everyone in for like pancakes. And you think that's the end, but no, we get a little post-credit scene. Like, oh, we do. I didn't watch the post-credits. I literally didn't keep it oh, on. Oh, did you turn it off after they went I, inside? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Well, All right, well, the, here, spoil it for me. Yeah, they marveled you. They marveled me. So the post-credits scene is now, um, the four of them are at the park. They're skating. They're teaching uh, Stevie how to skate. They uh, see uh, Larry, who's not injured anymore because we're back in the old timeline. But also because um, Alex never made the first wish now, Stevie still has the wish coin. And at first we see Alex and uh, Abby just skating together, having fun. And then we see apparently Stevie uses his wish to wish that he's a really good skater because we see him doing really cool skate tricks. And that's the end of the movie. Oh, my God. So the wish coin gets used up. So don't worry. There's no loose threads. All right. But yeah, that's the end. Stevie uses his wish to become a really good skater. The end. Which I'm like, yeah, that's what what it that's that's the kind of wish that we need. I was gonna say that is what a ten year old would wish for. Yeah. I want to be a really good skater. Yes. But yes, that's the end of the movie. So Kate, what's your final thoughts and your rating for this one? I liked this movie. It felt like a solid decom. That said, as we talked about before, it was incredibly predictable. Like 
the originality just wasn't really there. That said, it was like an it was definitely an enjoyable film. It wasn't one where I was like just waiting for it to be over, which does occasionally happen. Right. So, um, I I thought it was enjoyable, but because of the lacking originality, I'm gonna give it. First, I was thinking seven, and then as I listened to my ratings, I was gonna give it a seven and a half. So I'm gonna put it somewhere in between. Let's give it like a seven point two. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, this movie, it was fine. I mean, like I said, I watched it late at night. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little... Eh. As you're like, I want to sleep. But I got to watch it because I, I, I knew I wouldn't have as much time this morning to do it. Yeah. Um. So I did. But like you said, it's very predictable. Like, yeah. it's it's every wish fulfillment narrative, you know, where yeah. it's like, you get what you wish She's for. She's basic. Yeah, you get what you wish for, but then you realize that's not actually what you wanted. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's... It was fine. It was predictable. She was she was okay. Yeah. I'll was, I was yeah. The lack of originality really hurts because we like. I never really felt like there were big consequences. There was no I, big plot twist and no big consequences because we knew where it was going. Yeah. We knew it was going to be undone by the end. Yeah. So, um, uh, I'm think I'm just gonna give this one. I'll just give it a seven. That's fair. Pretty middle of the road. But anyway, that's the end of you wish. Okay, are you ready to find out what we're gonna be covering next episode? I'm super ready. So okay, next episode we will be covering, uh, the Disney Channel original movie Right on Track. I have not heard of this, so um, I'm intrigued. I will tell you this right now. Um, this movie, it's about. Um, it's a sports decom. It's a sport. It? It's a sports decom, but it's an interesting sport because it's like race cars driving. Um, also, it stars Brie Larson. Yes, aka Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Yes, she's in this one. Once again, it's so wild when like actual famous people are in these because yeah. it's usually always before their careers really kick off. Yes, but yes, Captain Marvel's in this next one. Let's go. But yes, yeah, so that will be next time, right on track. So now. Okay, we've reached the end of our episode. Where can our lovely listeners find you on social media? You can find me at Kate's Commentary on Twitter. Please follow me because I have next to no followers after getting locked out of my old account. Um, and you can follow me at KV Random on Instagram. Jake, where can our listeners find you? And the podcast when you're done with your own information. Right, right. So... Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JakeBlue98. You can find me on Instagram at JakeBlueArt. I just... Where he's posting some rad art. Yeah, I was going to say, I just recently finished a little little end of Pride Month series where I posted uh, art of some of my favorite um, gay couples from TV. Which we love. And I, I kind of really ran the gauntlet of shows. Yes. If you followed along, because I had... Um, though honestly they're mostly dramas but not all of them but still I ran the gambit I'm like these are all the ones I like fair enough because I only I only did five because I knew if I tried to do one every every day for the month I would literally be dead yeah maybe next maybe I'll try next year to do it but like I'll get a head start on it right right um, but yeah so that that was fun so if you go to my Instagram that'll be my latest thing you'll see is my little pride month series it was pretty fun um, I did a style I don't normally do for drawing but I figured it'd be better for the quick turnaround I had on that which is totally fair yeah but um so that's me and now as far as the podcast goes you can follow us on twitter at t-s-o-s-n podcast you can follow us on instagram at something new pod and we also have an email if you ever want to use that to contact us that email is start something new podcast at gmail.com if you send us an email we will 
uh, read that live on the show. Um, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a rating and review. And if you do that, we'll read that live on the show. And finally, this podcast is distributed on Anchor, which is a podcasting app that allows you to uh, create and distribute podcasts like the one you're listening to right now. And if you're on Anchor, you can actually leave us a voice message. And if you do that, we'll listen to it live on the show. But all right, I think that'll do it for us this time. So um, everyone, I thank you for joining us. And hopefully we'll see you next episode for Right on Track. Right on Track. Bye. Bye.